Hey everybody, this is Linda Misigatis, and you're listening to An Unconventional Guide to Success, the show that talks about real life with real people for those of you who are interested in learning from others the steps they took on their journey towards success as defined by them. Welcome to An Unconventional Guide to Success. It's good to see you, Scott. Good to see you too, Linda. Thanks for being here. Thanks for including yeah. me. Thanks for uh, all the oh, travel yeah, well, last week. Oh, yeah, you know, I like that you're a part of my show, so <laughs> it makes me feel good. <laughs> I can appreciate that, Linda. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Well, thank you for writing the book, so it, you oh, know, it well, there's it much that. easier. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks for being in the book and giving me subjects to write yes, about in the book. Oh, no, absolutely. It's yeah. so good to see you. I always enjoy our lovely. time together. <laughs> I do too. Rob, it's been welcome a minute. to the studio. It has been a minute. I know it was actually kind of nice to see you in person because um, we generally um, these days only see each other here. We used I, to talk all the time and now, now this is uh, our platform. So It really is. It's a great platform. Yeah. And, yeah, and- absolutely. Today we have uh, Mr. Robert Harley with us. Yes, we're so excited to pleasure. have you here in the studio with us. And I think, Scott, you're going to give us an introduction. I am. I'm going to talk about Rob Harley, and I'm going to thank him for being here. First of all, Rob, thank you very much for being here. I'm really excited to unpack some of the stuff we've been through over the years. Um, Absolutely. I have uh, wanted to read your your bio real quick. It, is, uh, Rob is a proud native of Washington, D.C., is an alumnus of Fayetteville State University, Rob is a dedicated father of a 15-year-old son, and congratulations on your nine-month-old daughter. Oh, congratulations. Two furry... My love. Yes, yes, and adorable. I see on social media. Two furry companions named Chase and Zeus. Rob was raised by his mother alongside six siblings, and his journey has been marked by early successes in acting, where he is shown in notable productions such as the Emmy Award-winning series The Corner and The Wire, Along with numerous other projects, most recently, Rob showcased his talents in HBO's We Own This City, available for streaming on HBO Max. Rob's professional background initially led him into the realm of human resources, but he embarked on a transformative journey into the world of real estate in 2018. I think I remember that intersection, Rob. We're going to talk about that. (laughs) <laughs> this career shift was actually catalyzed in, by a serendipitous encounter with his mentor and friend, Scott Montgomery. Who, who is that? Wow, that, that, that boy, that just sounded terrible. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well Rob was also I guess coaching. it must my, be your show. Yeah, well, maybe it's that. Yeah, maybe maybe we should just end up being our show. <laughs> oh, okay, all right, Friday can be our show. <laughs> I met Rob uh, when he was coaching my youngest or my oldest son, Evan, um, and his basketball team back in 2017, I think it was. And our uh, engagement was a turning point in Rob's life. It couldn't have come at a more opportune moment as my guidance allowed Rob to unpack personal challenges, gain clarity, ignited an unwavering determination with him, affirming that failure is not an option and success is just a process. Welcome to the show, Rob. Yeah, welcome Man, to the I'm show. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm glad. I'm glad. I 
coaching may have been the best decision I ever made because like we got to establish our relationship. We did, so, we did, and you know that was yeah. it was one of the things that grabbed me about Rob. And I know Linda, you're going to want us to do an icebreaker, but I kind of want to go right in. Yeah, no, no, you go right in. We can skip the. I'll let you this one time. I'm going to give you this pass, but you remember, it's the only time you're going to get this pass. So. <laughs> maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe, maybe we'll come back to it. Maybe, maybe we'll see. <clears throat> I want to compliment Rob, and I want to talk about. Um, one of the things that really impressed me about Rob was when he was coaching my sixth grader, fifth grader in basketball, who's now a senior going into college. Was he even younger, Rob? He, it may it may have been fifth grade. It may have been fifth grade. Rob was... Don't quote me on I, that. I won't, but Rob has led a championship league for many, many years. And one of our first conversations was his awareness of supporting the community kids and keeping them off the street and sort of coaching and mentoring them. And he really took a shine to Evan. And I was lucky about that. Evan took a shine to him. And we started talking about Evan's trajectory into sports. But I also got to learn a lot about Rob and, and where he came from. Tell us, Rob, a little bit about how your mom raised you in a basketball court. Because this was really impressive to me. Uh, just coming up, um, I grew up in Southeast D.C. at a time, especially where it was not the greatest place to grow up at. Um, so it started with, I actually started track. It was actually track was my first sport. Okay. I ran track and um, I got out of track. I had a, I had a bad coach. I had a, uh, a bad coach. He was, he was more of a like college coach mm. than a, like an elementary middle school coach <laughs> rather. And so <laughs> um, it didn't work out. And then, you know, I started, um, I actually went to two reform schools because of my behavior. And, um, you know, my mom, she just being a single mother, she worked a lot and stuff like that. And, uh, she made sure that I had positive role models around me. And then we had basketball. I took a liking to basketball. My mom always, um, pushed me to kind of just do something right. Other than be outside getting in trouble because, I mean, there was ample opportunity to do that, especially when you're being raised by a single mother who sure. has work. And, you know, uh, I mean, she's at work and I'm I'm <laughs> I'm out of school and I'm like, oh, there's there's outside over there and there's a lot of trouble. So um, I just managed. She just kept me kept me busy. She just kept me busy. But she also used it as a learning as a learning tool. And I didn't realize it at the time. Um, how it would affect me because then when I got old, when I was got older, it kind of helped me like say, Hey, how, what's my way of giving back? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that is where I went and I started coaching basketball. Um, and that is, that, that's kind of how it all shaped together. And then I met Scott. So, <laughs> you know, I, I thank my mom, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yes, you should. But for sure. Well, and you know, it was so impressive to hear that as one of our first interactions and to see what you're doing with those kids and how you're helping the community was really um, so enchanting that I took a shine to that. And as a result, then as I pursued my coaching certification, I asked Rob if he would be my trial and error guy, because in getting your certification as a coach, you're required to follow the steps and kind of stumble along coaching. Mm -hmm. And Makes Rob sense. was very interested in career trajectory and sort of that support he was he's been used to in his whole life. And when I took a shine to him and he took a shine to me, these two things came together in, in 18. 
Would that be well, a- it really speaks nicely to the relationship side, Scott, in that um, you never know where you're going to form the relationship, right? So it's right. that keeping an open heart and open mind and recognizing that relationships happen all over the place and they lead you to different paths. And so I think it's keeping your eye open and recognizing that. So I think, you know, that's one of the things that you do focus on um, in the book is around that relationship side of it. And so the fact that you've met these individuals like Rob um, that at these places that maybe you wouldn't necessarily expect, right. And under circumstances, and then look at how it's developed and evolved into, um, into a relationship um, that has lasted for a number of years. Yeah, well, Rob and I are family friends. I mean, he's got a keys to the kingdom. And more importantly, Rob was aware and was receptive and interested in looking at how to emulate or get my experience for his own growth. And so our yeah. listeners really need to pay attention to the fact that it you can't do it alone and you do need to pursue those those mentors and those relationships. I guess my affinity for Rob is just icing on the cake. So there's, you know, you, you get the luck of, I get the luck of the draw with him, but you also need to have those business relationships and those mentors Mm -hmm. as you grow into your career. Rob, how did it, how did it go for you that your career changed as a result of us, us meeting and and what we've been through? Oh man, it it was great. Um, Honestly, being on that, it was an honor to be on that coaching journey with Scott as he began it, as we had, we, we shifted Scott really from um, kind of a mentor um, kind of style to coaching. And sometimes Scott would have to, we would finish our coaching and Scott might end up playing therapist. It happens. It was a pivotal time in my life. And, and Scott really, um, when he came in, he came in a time in my life where I was like, just kind of stuck at a place. And then um, he kind of helped coach me onto that right path and one of the biggest things and that Scott talked about in the book was um, creating habits, creating habits. And it helped me personally and professionally, you know, making my bed every day. Yes. Right? Like this is the thing. And so we uh, we built that relationship and I needed it. I needed I needed that. And I'm even now to this day, I'm not going to lie, even just I, I work with the coach at my um, I work with the coach now because I know how much I got from it. And now I'm at a point where I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to go further. And I knew that Scott's coaching was, was pushing me further. And I think about calling Scott about every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every week I think of something like, right now I'm going to call Scott. I'm like, no, Scott, 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 you know, he pushed me. We, we get it out and uh, we get it out and then we, uh, we move on. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we did because I was, I was soaking in my sadness mm-hmm. and, and to an extent. And then Scott let me know, like, hey, all right, that's cool. You got that out. You cried. You got it out. I support you. I love you. All right. So what's next? That's right. <laughs> and that is, and that was, that was big for me. That was really big for me because even in my family life, I, I use it. I, hey, hey, you need to clean your room. I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind yeah, of uh, no, reactive abuse, actually. That's a form of reactive abuse if we're not careful. <laughs> I love you. Get your damn tours done. <laughs> Rob, but, what do you think? Um, what do you think made you open to to being willing to to kind of let Scott in? Because you know, uh, having grown up in a home with a single mom, and um, and then thinking about 
Now you, you're giving back to the community. Here's this guy who comes along and you make a connection. But what, what was it that made you personally go, you know what, I'm going to allow myself to open up a little bit here. Like, how did that kind of evolve? Can you talk a little bit about that? I think it's helpful because I think a lot of young people are, can sometimes be afraid to let that happen. Mm-hmm. So can you maybe talk? A great about question. That? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was, I was very, um, nervous about it one me and scott don't look alike yeah <laughs> exactly close, like you know honestly and so i was like there's nothing that we could really relate on that right. that was my mindset yeah. that was yeah. my mindset and um and but it was mainly honestly it was mainly evan and his family i that was the first thing that i saw just as a coach and i was like man like i love the way scott interacts with everybody mm-hmm. and i and i you know, seeing him show up for his family every day, like for practice and games and stuff and just being involved. Um, I was like, man, that's, that's pretty nice. And, I, and that's something that I wanted at the time. I was, I just, I, I was not in a relationship at the time. I was just me and my son. Yeah. And, um, and so, and that's, that's for me. I was like, well, let me pick his brain a little bit. And, um, Scott, Scott, I don't think Scott would have let me say no, to be honest with you. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I am who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I started on that friend. more and more you every do. day. You own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I also know I needed a change in my life, honestly. Deep down inside, maybe it was subconscious, but I also, I didn't know that I needed a change in my life. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed to say at the time I was staying in my best friend's basement, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, um, I, I needed a change and I needed a push. And, um, Scott was, he was there. Um, he, he, he approached me in the manner that I could receive it. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because, um, and I learned more about Scott in this book as well, but, um, it's probably because that same thought I, I felt of you know, he can't relate to me. Mm-hmm. He probably can't relate to me when we sat down and talked. And I was like, actually, we have a lot of similarities. Yeah. And so that's what kept it going. So I think no, it's really, great. well, it's also really nice of you to go into the house. I, I want to talk about your career and what you've done with real estate, but I also, I think that's really a nice um, segue with the habits and how the, the lack of structure didn't need to be painful. And sometimes you just need someone to tell you, make your bed. Because mm-hmm. yeah. as I watch you, and albeit virtually these days, we haven't, we've got two different worlds running at the speed of sound, but watching you with your kid and watching you with your new baby, your son and your daughter and your relationship that's blossoming, the normalcy of that is not something you recognized as having permission to have back then, because no one ever said just no. rinse, lather, repeat. Structure begets happiness, right? And that's mm-hmm. how our minds work. And it's how you can then work at peak performance as you take these personal habits of uh, being involved and raising your children and, and knowing that everyone's doing that, that you want to be like, is really a helpful message. Yeah. When you came to my house, I'll never forget when you came to my house. And I think I do. I did talk about this in the book. You were looking around and you're like, how do I get a house like this? Do you remember that? Yeah. You were like, what? How, yeah, do you, do. how do you even <laughs> do this? Well, you know, Rob, our stories are very similar. I didn't have that foundation. I didn't have a silver spoon. I didn't have anybody. Quite frankly, I am now learning more about my drive coming from a traumatic upbringing than I am a personality trait. And so you brought that and we talked about that, right? And it's habits, it's goals, it's networking. Talk a little bit about Keller Williams, what you did in real estate, how you mapped that to your aunt as well, if you don't mind. What we talked about that day when you were like, how do, how do we get a house like this? Yeah, so... um, 
just starting off and when I started off in real estate, obviously Scott was there. He he sat, he had a conversation, he asked me, um, you know, it was something I thought about doing. I have an aunt named Marita Bostic who's been doing real estate pretty much my entire life, uh, for the most part. And um, you know, obviously you always when you when you grow up in a certain environment, you always kind of look at, hey, who's making the most money? That's where I want to be, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And my aunt to me, she was like the the best like the most well-off person in my family at least at least from the outside looking into me and so i was like well that's the direction i need to i need to get there i just didn't honestly i wasn't using my my resources as well because i never talked to her about Mm -hmm. it i never talked to her about it (laughs) and um i mentioned it to scott and i remember scott's reaction when i said scott's reaction when i said it he clapped and pointed at me it's like yes (laughs) he was i mean i was like okay well (laughs) and his excitement though his excitement and passion for getting me started in real estate lit a little fire in me also because i didn't have any money to get started right. in real estate. yeah and so i needed some assistance well and and i was gracious enough well the, the, that the, that's not where i was going with this it's also to say that's that, not yeah that, well also it was to say that you you took you you took the time to explore opportunities to get you the best bang for your buck against the resource and ability you brought to the table your charm your eagerness to engage you can get a big chunk of money when you sell a house can take you right out of and into the next phase. Right. So that was really an exciting yeah. moment that we unpacked together because the other thing that was more important for me to share with you that you ahad and the moment was you also had to do some of the HR work and the recruiting you were doing. And you also wanted to do the community service and teach and mentor these kids. And then you mm-hmm. also had to get your real estate license. Talk about those days because that's a lot of work. So, oh man, it, it, a, a whole lot of work. And then on top of that, also remember I was doing the training at the yes. time. I was doing the one-on-one training. Yes. So, um, just it was. I mean, I was doing a lot, um, running a lot of running around, and I find that you know my day was. I think the training was one of the first things we talked about. How my day. Well, I would spend, I might train it. I was letting my clients control my schedule mm-hmm, kind of a little mm-hmm. bit. So I would might train at 10 o'clock in Reston and then I have to train at four o'clock in Herndon. And as I'm doing work in between. And so my day was, I had no structure. Yeah. I had no structure. And that was one of the things that we had to, you know, I had to start making my bed yeah. and I had to start saying, you know, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this. And um, this is, I mean, we talked about, we worked on calendar calendaring yeah. yeah, yeah. you're working managing my calendar yeah there you go <laughs> and so you know on my calendar so then as i wake up and when i put my gym time you know i put certain certain staples in my day i had to structure to to say hey i'm working from this time to this time i'm studying from this time to this time so i can get my you know get my real estate license um i think i just stopped the training and i still did the coaching because it made me feel good mm-hmm. and even you know, I put church on my calendar, mm-hmm. just those things that I just did, but my, now it's on my calendar. It kept me structured. And so then I started slowly seeing my life begin to also my personal and professional life become to be more structured. Then I started figuring out, I don't really want this, but I do want this. Mm-hmm. This is important to me. This is not important to me. Okay. I need to go to church. I need to call my, my godmother, uh, at least once every two weeks and speak to her just for my own good mental health, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, 
And then my, so my, once I did that and once I got into real estate, learned it well, then I started doing it with my real estate. Now, even tomorrow, I have a standing meeting on Fridays with my Keller Williams group. Um, and it's, it's not a team. It's just me and a few agents. We get together, we talk real estate mm-hmm. and, and it helps. Um, especially I started doing that in the middle of last year. And this, this year has been my most successful year in real estate. And I will attribute that to being in that group and having that structure of knowing what's important to me and what's not Wow. versus just taking whatever was coming my way. That's so fantastic, Rob. And I just want to point out a couple of things that that you and Scott unpacked here a little bit is that one, um, creating habits, goals, uh, routines, it doesn't have to be hard. I love what you said. I needed to make my bed. And sometimes that's where it starts, right? It's just a simple act of some type of structure. And whether that structure is making your bed or putting the dishes away or whatever it is, something that gives you a foundation to then build those additional habits. Then the fact that you started to use your calendar and then utilizing that as a way to identify what matters and what doesn't. Because we spend a lot of our time um, caught up in thinking, I'm so busy, I don't have time for anything. When the reality of it is, we have time for what we choose to put our time into. We are not the busiest people on the planet. We choose where we spend our time. And the fact that you were able to do that is so critical because that is where we find ourselves spiraling out of control and thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do that thing. Well, if it's important to you, you'll find the time to do it, right? Or you'll make the time to do it. And I think that's another key point that you put in there. And that then you started to really kind of look at how does that take, how does that take me on this journey? So you could start to actually accomplish the things that you wanted to, because without that foundation, none of the rest of that was ever going to happen because your life was always going to be in a bit of structured chaos, right? And so I just want to point point those things out because I think that that really is just simple advice to help people who are in that same position that maybe you were in all those years ago. You know, highlighting that, highlighting that he has the space in the, in the calendar. So many of my friends are like, how do you do so much? And I'm like, well, it's nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. Most yeah. people are like eight to 12, couldn't get it done. Now yes. it's carrying into the next day and I'm so yeah. busy, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. and the thing I really liked Rob is that you said, I actually could figure out what I wanted to do in there that I liked and I didn't like. Yes. The real estate thing is really, really valuable, you know, because it gives you the flexibility to be home for your kids. It gives you a nice resource and a nice income. And it also, remember we talked about this, serves the community in that you still can schedule your four to five basketball, your five to six basketball, whatever time that is. And then your big real estate banner can hang in the gym. And all those coach parents like me can come by their house from you. Yeah. So you can really marry all these things together too. Yeah. No, I love that. I think that's really good. What do you think, um, Rob, as you kind of reflect on all of this and where you are right now, um, you're obviously doing some pretty exciting things with your your new career, um, which, by the way, I love that show, um, We Own the City. So um, so I can't wait to. Now I'll look for you. Um, But um, I, I talk a little bit about that. So, you know, kind of how is what has happened to date now giving you this opportunity to open up a whole new pathway? Um, so with the acting, um, honest, honestly, acting was one of those things that I actually started doing. I've had the same agent since I was in sixth grade, um, Linda Townsend. I've had the same agent wow. um, 
at the corner, my so my first ever job, and let's, and I don't want to take up too much time here, but let's talk about how life works, right? Yes, please. I had <laughs> horrible, I had horrible school experiences from elementary to middle school, which you know I, I mentioned that I I did go to reform school, and yeah. most of that was my school experience. I just didn't like mm-hmm. school. I've had teachers at every level tell me that I was going to be a failure. So sixth grade, my first. My first, um, my first acting job, right? My mom called my principal. My principal, when he kicked me out of the school, when he kicked me out of the school, he told my mom, he said, "You're going to end up. Your son's going to end up on America's Most Wanted one day." He said that in front of me to my wow. mom, my school principal. Wow. My first acting job, paid acting job, was on America's Most Wanted, oh. <laughs> so I did end up on it. <laughs> Funny how life works. Sometimes you're right. <laughs> Funny how life works. Okay. Did you send the clip to your principal? You should. Oh, oh, you know, oh my mother. Oh, I'm my sure your mom did. Yes, heart. yeah. <laughs> Single moms are the so most funny. protective moms there are. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sheila Harley did not play, and so and my mother's a uh, she she's an educator, so she works with children. So I, I my family loves children, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah. So that's how that come. That's how that came back around. But um, so I started in sixth grade. Um, my second job was the corner, the Emmy Award winning. I was fortunate because at the time. The way um, we grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. I've been in situations where we moved from an apartment to a house, back to the apartment, back to the house, all in a three-week span. And so, I mean, this this extra money I was getting, I was booking acting jobs left and right starting out. And, I mean, I was missing, but I was probably, my teachers were understanding, mm-hmm. some of them that liked me, I guess. <laughs> they were understanding. So I was able to... Um, I was missing like 40 days in school. Luckily, my mom's an educator, but um, so she was able to, you know, kind of homeschool me in a sense mm-hmm. and keep keep me up to par. But um, so it's not necessarily new. I say that to say it's not necessarily yeah. new, but I did take a long time off. Yeah. I took a long time off. And then COVID came back around, mm-hmm. right? COVID came around. I'm doing real estate. I'm, I'm, I, it's not as it's not as hard to maneuver because I'm doing real mm-hmm. estate, so I have more free time to kind of explore. Get that yeah. calendar right? out. Fill those fill those spots yeah. in the calendar that are open. Yeah, that's right. No, no sitting on the couch playing Xbox. Right. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> saying you're busy. <laughs> you're right. Saying you're busy. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so when COVID came around, auditions became kind of virtual. I, I I was sitting there. Uh, this is for we own the city. I was sitting there, and I was like, I wonder if I still got it. That yeah. was my thing. My agent always sends me stuff because she was like, you always booked up. I auditioned. I got the role um, as of Detective Marcus Taylor. Um, great extra pay. I met, I was able to do that. Keep working. Um, and I just um, well, I just wrapped the, um, a local show. Um, I just wrapped that a few a few weeks ago. Wow. So. I mean, it it it's nice to get back into it. I don't think I I would have been able to do that without actually getting into real estate because of the time it consumes. Yeah, um, yeah. just doing these shows and stuff. No, that's fantastic. Yeah, I get to be somebody else for a few hours. There's something to be said for that. Yeah, no, I think that there is something to be said for uh, for acting and being able to. to be somebody else for a little while is kind of a cool thing, but that's, that's pretty though. That's amazing. And also um, just another, just good story about the relationship. So you've had the same agent since you were in the sixth grade. Um, that means that that's a person who was impactful in your life. You maintained that relationship um, and established that through all these years. And that speaks volumes, I think, you know, to what we've been 
trying to, I think, kind of um, talk about in our show is around the importance of partnerships, relationships, and making those connections throughout your life. Um, and it's not that you get to look back and um, necessarily like that we're looking back with the intention of using someone. It's more of looking back with the intention of recognizing that this is a person who had an impact in your life and they're willing to, they're always going to be willing to help. You know, they're always going to be willing to lend a helping hand in whatever way that they can. And I think that's really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I will say my relationship with Scott and I, I know this is not about you, Scott. I'm trying to make it about you. It's always about Scott. Trust me, Rob. Trust me. It's always about Scott. Look, look, he's a great guy. In in, in my eyes, he's a legend. Oh, my goodness. His ego is going to just get bigger and bigger. We're going to have to stop this. I mean, mean, don't don't call me. Just whatever you do, don't call me a goat. That would be bad. Yeah, don't 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 call me a goat. (laughs) (laughs) But but my, um, you know, my personality, um, I've always been outgoing. I think Scott was one of the people I realized. I was like, hey, like, he's very charismatic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I am, but not as much as Scott. And so when I, you know, a part of even just our meeting and coaching, just then starting to just watch Scott, because I would come to the World Gate offices sometimes and watch how he maneuvers. And I was like, you know, I was like, Scott, he generally cares for people and he he also knows how to leverage it in a good way. Like if like if Scott was like, yo, Scott could call me at three in the morning and be like, Rob, come over here. I need you to help me shovel out a tree. I'd be like, you know what? He probably really needs my help. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Right. And it's because Scott puts himself in a position where he is the one who's he wants to help you. Yeah. So in turn, it makes me want to help him. And I say, you know what? We're kind of the same in a little sense. Yeah. And maybe that's where I'm not leveraging my relationships uh, well in, in, in business. In, right. in business, And so then it became not more so, you know, it became more so me trying to care, care on the business side rather than just try to get a check. Right. right? Yeah. Like, hey, I genuinely care that's about your the investment. business I'm doing with you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's your investment. Yeah. And this is where I think, I don't mean to interrupt you, Rob, but this is where I think I meant to have you your bring in your aunt. Because you said you didn't talk mm-hmm. much about, didn't see much about yeah, what was going on there until we started talking. And if I remember correctly, you started to hang your shingle with her a little bit more. You started to learn a little bit more about the business. She was feeding you some leads here and there. And so those people were trying to help you. It exposes the opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. And the people that, yeah. that, that help you, you help them as well. And I think that mm-hmm. you you seeing that is exactly why I wanted to have us get in front of the, our audiences with this storyline, because it's really critical that yeah. you maximize those opportunities. It's not you trying to become me or me trying to become you. It's how do you help each other out, be the best you can be. Yeah. You know, Linda and yeah. I started this podcast mostly because Linda's like, you're going to get off your ass. And you're going to do this podcast. <laughs> and now it's 100% my show and she's lucky to be on it. You know what I mean? You see how I, that I works? am. I'm just lucky to be able to have this spot on here. You know, right, this one right. little corner yeah. here. Yeah. Well, and it's getting smaller and smaller. It's getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. It says, yeah. So Scott's ego gets bigger and bigger. But you know, that's what you do. You step on it. As soon as I can step on her, out. You get, but, yeah, that's right. That's how you use those relationships properly. Well, or, maybe, or maybe that's exactly what you don't do, right? So that's exactly, exactly. what you yes. don't do. And you make oh, light no, of it's great. You make light of those people who think that. And I'm really glad you caught that life lesson. You know, keeping your calendar free and clear of what it is that's a priority for you and the money will come. Obviously, yeah. we all have to work. 
to yep. bring in those people that can help and lift and support you to what you need to have done for your own career trajectory. And that's again, back to your aunt, right? You didn't even see mm-hmm. her until you realized, wait a minute, I should be maximizing my relationships. And, yeah. you know, yeah. what, what other things do you point. think are important for how you've, you've really trajected in real estate? I see all you're doing and it seems like you're just killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, um, the most important thing that of what I'm doing in real estate is now, um, I've, I've moved from, obviously the checks are exciting, right? That's, that's how I started off. I didn't have really a penny so when i started so i was like i need to check but then it became an education thing because as i started to see in my community we didn't we didn't have enough education on real estate right yeah. so now now i want to talk about it more so than it's just like oh are you pre-approved it's like no well what do you know you know i'm trying to figure out what they know what they don't know do they understand the market do they understand you know how this can help build generational wealth um and one thing I always use that I got from someone before is they told me they was like, it's not a, like most millionaires have their hand in real estate in some capacity. Yeah. And someone told me that before. And I was like, you know what? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, I try to explain that. And um, so I try to, I'm, I, I consider myself more of a resource, more of a resource. And um, I treat my clients when I work with my clients, um, I, I treat it like I'm buying a house too. Yeah. And it's not like, hey, my client can say, hey, I had a client who wanted to go in one time, full listing price, no closing costs. I was like, we're going to offer them $50,000 less because this house is not worth that. <laughs> that's that's money out of my pocket. Right. But I don't care. I more so care about the experience because when they get those keys and they get that smile on their face and they're ready to, and then they're excited about real estate, then I'm, I'm there. Um, and I'm like, hey, it's going to be great. We have um, the house we live in now. I, I have an investment property, uh, probably about four or five blocks away from here. And that got me so excited to, yeah. and, you know, just to have the, the, the passive income. And that's what I'm teaching. Like, hey, yeah. you can use this in, to create passive income. And I mean, so these, these are the things that I'm, I'm talking to my clients about. I'm not just saying, hey, yeah, let's buy, let's get you a house. Hey. No, yeah, you got to offer this. No, you got to offer full price. Not well, not in today's market. You yeah. know, it's a little, it's 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 lightening up. But I just want to educate. I just want to educate. I'm I'm coaching again, well, but it's just not basketball. I'm- well, I mean, you're looking at the big game for those who are entering the market. What you just said about mm-hmm. your your smile on the face of your buyers and uh, the generational wealth. You know who's getting the first mm-hmm. phone call when they go to sell that house. Is oh, you. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. And so you're yeah. building your business and you have to supplement it with the coaching income is doing the two things at once and then keeping the calendar organized so that you can do both effectively to yeah. traject your idea yeah. and notion of training and helping along the next generation is huge. Mm-hmm. That's quite now, frankly, I love exactly what, you're doing what this with is that, about. Rob. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, and it speaks so much again to the fact that you care, right? And you know, all joking aside with Scott, um, one of the things that that you had said about him being charismatic when Scott and I first met, um, I wasn't going to meet Scott. I was actually meeting with um, with Caitlin and um, another one of Scott's partners at the time, and I came into the office, and my initial my connection was with Scott. Um, I never connected the same way. Caitlin is wonderful, and I love her to death, and she's a good friend. Um, 
um, and business partner, but my connection was with Scott. And it was something about how he came through in the room, right? That connected with me. And that's, that's how the relationship carried forward. And to this date, still a big part of the reason why Scott and I have such a, a great partnership is because we're both vested in it from the fact that we care. Um, and it is more about than just the money um, or the projects or that. Right. And that's what I love in what you just said there, Rob, is that yes, real estate is a great way to make money. But how you become that real estate agent that everybody wants to work with is that you care, right? That the fact that you're educating the community, the fact that you're mm-hmm. taking the time to help people understand the benefit of real estate. And so many people jump into home ownership. I'm like, remember back when the housing market crashed, it was because everybody was chasing the American dream. Not everybody gets to have the American dream in the same way, right? And so if you're not educated and you don't understand what you're getting into, you can really create a much uh, a terrible situation mm-hmm. for yourself instead of what you're, you're setting your clients up to be successful in home ownership. And that's very commendable for sure. That's great how it all ties together. And you know, the brilliance of that sleeping in your roommate's basement of your friend's house to I'm talking about investment properties and, and, and sharing and teaching the community and I'm raising my family and I've put structure around it. That's how you do it. At least that's the belief I'm trying to promote. And I'm glad to hear it's working out for you. It's successful. Successful people can do it all and you have to. Right. And it's how you define that success. Right. Which is what our point has been in all of this is that success is defined differently by everyone. And what's Mm -hmm. important to you personally um, is what defines that success. Um, One other thing I wanted to touch on as well, Robin, something that you said early on is um, when you had connected with Scott and you thought, you know, we don't look alike. And so how are we going to, um, how are we going to be able to have anything to talk about? What I love is that you were courageous enough to step further into that, right? And not let that bias stop you and go, well, I'm not going to have the conversation. You stepped in and you you followed your gut. I That's something I would love to see more people do is to, to recognize that we, while we may not all look the same or come from the same backgrounds, there are so many similarities in our lives and what we've been through, um, you know, and from uh, from how yeah. we were raised to our experiences that we we face may not be the same, but there are similarities enough that allow us to connect if we're willing to take the time to step in and and just have the conversation, right? So I just wanted to recognize what you had said in that and how important of a lesson I think that is as well. Well, and you know, he's incredibly good looking and on TV shows and I'm an old, tired, drafty man. So <laughs> well, that that's is what true. he meant you when are he said attracted we didn't look to alike. people, Scott. I, yeah, that is very true. <laughs> HBO Max is not knocking on my door. They're really not. Yeah. <laughs> They're, uh, you know, pretty much uh, the funeral homes are using me as an example. You better watch it, Rob. He might be riding okay. on your coattails pretty soon. So asking you for a bit part in your show. <laughs> yeah, that's that tree that you want fixed in my backyard. Actually, can you give me a job? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And you know I will. If I can, you know I will. No, and Rob's a big big supporter and a fan. And and, and likewise, I'm, I, I couldn't be more happy about our relationship and the things that I talk about in the book and the growth that he's set himself up for. And the way in which he's doing it is really commendable to Linda's point. And I'm, I'm, you know, we're super proud of you. I'm super ridiculously proud of you. I'm I'm glad you're here. What do you see happening for yourself in the next, say, six months or year in real estate or whatever career path you might be pursuing? I know you've got a new family, too. So that's a factor. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing, especially with, you know, my son living 
with me full time. Oh, yeah, we got to catch up on that. Have. I know. I didn't. I caught yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just wanted to throw that little nugget in there. But uh, but um, no. Um, in the next six months, um, I'm looking to actually try to get a third property in the next six months. Um, I really wanna. I really wanna do that. Um, um, I just. I have a goal. I have a goal that I want to have a property for all of my children. And that is the two I have and my nieces and nephews, which is 18 of them. Oh so it's going to take some work. It takes some time. It's yeah. going to take some work. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a good goal. But, um, it's a long-term be- goal. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. It's a long-term goal, but it, it's just something that I, I, I really want to do. I want to be able to uh, kind of break some of those generational curses and set, and set that up. So in the next six months, I have two children. I have one rental property, so I need to get another one okay. for the next one. Because yeah. um, at a minimum, I can buy those i can use those properties and when they go to college um they better get some scholarships but i also have something that i can uh use just in case something happens and they don't that someone else is I paying for it say, hey, and someone else is paying for it so it's even better even for. better as long as it's come out of my pocket that's right. <laughs> but um so that's it um working um this year I, I i did well um in real estate so Right now, I'm I'm game planning. Like, how can I? What What didn't I do? Yeah. This year, that where I say I did well, but did I do great? Mm. And that is where I I gotta get. I have to get to right. What What didn't I do that will push me to the level of doing great in real estate and getting uh my name out there? Um. Also, just becoming a um, just just I. I I just moved to this neighborhood last November, so I'm trying to trying to lock it down. Okay, <laughs> so good. I got to figure out what I farming. need to do to lock this neighborhood. You're gonna do down. your farming. Yes, 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 exactly. So that that's those are kind of like my short. So term, Rob, my short term goals. Right your lives well, they're very specific. They're very measurable. You know, these are smart. You've got your smart goal plan going, and it's long term as well. So you got your time bound um, circumstances. Mm-hmm. If I'm correct, you're licensed in Washington D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Absolutely. All right. So that's Rob Harley. Absolutely. And why don't you give yourself a little bit of a plug here? On Instagram, my uh, name is Rob the Realtor DMV. Okay. All right. So I can be reached there. Um, my phone number, of course, is uh, 202-997-6213. I'm always available. If you have a question, you can you call or text me. I'm going to answer that phone. Okay. I pride myself on availability. So <laughs> that's very good. Important. So if you're in the DC, um, Maryland, you know, so if you're in the DC, Maryland, or Virginia area, call Rob Harley. I love it. Yeah, that's good. Right. And I can be reached at Robert at robharleyhomes.com as well. Wonderful. So no. that is my email address. I will I will respond. Um, I think my OCD doesn't even allow me to not respond okay. because I hate seeing notifications. <laughs> me too. So <laughs> I can relate with that, Rob. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because I, I cut Linda short on her icebreaker today, but I will not let her leave without asking her last three questions. Right, Linda? Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. No, I appreciate that. Well, we do like to end the show with uh, with three uh, three questions. So here's my first one for you is, what is a common myth about your job or field of expertise? And you can pick either one. So you just, you, you anyone you want. Okay. A common myth, which is more recently, is that um, the interest rates will drop back down to that three, four percent. In the next few months, I keep I've been hearing that for the last year and a half. It's it's um, from my resources, my lenders is not dropping back down. I actually have a chart um, that I like to share when I do my consultations that shows that typically like the 7 percent around that area is actually normal. We've just gotten used to it being down here, but it's really a little higher. 
And um, obviously, and so that's a common that's a myth one. Um, that, you know, the three, 4% yeah. is like where it's normally at. No, it's normally at about six, 7%. So, um, you know, don't be afraid. No, nope. okay. I like that. No, that's a good one. A for sure. Myth. Yeah, that is because that what I think it's a good, just a good lesson in all of that too. Um, what is the most important lesson you've learned over your career thus far? The most important lesson um, to not be afraid to ask for the business. I like that. To not be afraid to ask for the business, as opposed to I can go have a whole conversation trying to convince you to want to work with me, but did I ask you to work with me? Did I ask for the business? Like so that, that is one thing that I had to learn in. It, it has done wonders. Good. Oh, that's great. That is another good one because I do think that there is a lot of times people are afraid to ask for the business. You're right. We're always sitting and waiting for someone to ask us. We forget we can ask the same questions. So yeah. I like that. That's, yeah, a, good that's a good one, one for sure. What's a lesson that you have um, that you've learned thus far that you think everyone should learn at some point in their life? A uh, lesson that I've learned thus far that I think Everyone should learn. Um, I'll, I'll take this one on um, professional and personal level. Yeah. Learn to provide support without taking over. Ooh, I think that's very important. I like that one. I think that's very important. Yeah. And if you want to read more into that, you can uh, see that in the How Did You Get Here book. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that. that was nice. <laughs> I have so no idea what you're talking about. Yourself. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew we couldn't get through a show without him holding that book up. <laughs> I mean, it's... it's, 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 it's oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I like it. Oh, Wait, I didn't have that cup yeah. handy or I pulled mine up too, so... <laughs> How did that get there? <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. That's a great one though. I think it yeah. is a really good lesson because I know that's something I've struggled with throughout my um, life, both personally and professionally is um, how to provide support without taking over. I, I have a tendency to want to take over. So, um, so yeah. I think that's a really good lesson for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and as a parent, and as, as a parent who's played basketball, who's been a basketball coach for years, you can only imagine what my support looks like to my 15 year old son playing basketball. Yeah. When I'm trying to say, suggest something to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, not it's it. not support. It's, it's full. Of- <laughs> yes. Nope. I totally understand that one as well. I'm sure yeah. my son has many stories about his mother and her, her, uh, my children ability. do not actually, my children think I'm great and I only suggest that, that's what I support. guess. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Right. Perfect. Yeah. I think no idea what you two are talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> only coach Evan for about four or five years. Uh, so. <laughs> he's always, he's always said wonderful things. Uh, yeah, always a wonderful things. Always, always. Yes. Uh, oh, I forgot my audience. Well, uh, on that note, we'll call it a day. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Rob, it has been wonderful having you on the show. I totally understand why you and Scott have made the connection. I can see it. I see why he wanted to have you on. I think your story is a great one and really emulates what we're talking about is that, you know, it is an unconventional guide to success. It's like, how did you get here? Um, And we don't all take a similar path, but um, we can all get to the same place that we're trying to get to. Rob, truly a pleasure. Thank you for being in my life. Thank you for indulging us today and all your wealth of information and knowledge and experience a wonderful life thank you it's thank you honor to speak with both of you all scott will catch up yes linda i i will please I will connect with me you, rob absolutely 
Yeah, wait, pray what? for me, please do, because what? it's a it's it's a heavy load I have to carry. Um, working with Mr. Montgomery, smaller so, and yes, smaller until I just do. boot her out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, will definitely connect. Yes, you. please do. Yes. Um, I would love to. I've got some other people I think would be good for you to connect with as well that I think will. Oh, so great. you know, it's all about networking. So, um, so yeah, I would I would love that. An Unconventional Guide to Success is an inspirational, motivated series hosted by Scott Montgomery and Linda Misagatis, recorded on Riverside.fm. Music, editing, and production by Logan Misagatis. Check out Scott Montgomery's new book, How Did You Get Here?, and all the helpful related materials at www.howdidyougethere.com. Thank you for joining us on our journey. If you would like to reach out to us, our contact information is in the show notes.